and um, they would start to run. And the problem is, is that they'd never leave enough time to stop. And these guys, it pretend that uh, Tara and Tim O'Matic just do what you guys would normally do. You'd step forward, you'd form a wall. The women, the little kids would run and stop and they'd be looking and then they'd quietly fade into the background. But they spent the whole week in the middle of children trying to tell them to relax, which didn't work ever. Uh, Taryn uh, really was in, in, in charge or a part of the crew that were all about uh, group engagement. And she actually became the barometer uh, for the whole team. They're, they're one of the nights, one of the young girls said, because um, what they had to do is, is in order to set the program off, it, it was clear we needed to make kids feel comfortable. So we had 25 crew come in and uh, they would bring hype. And, and this is what uh, one of the young girls said, Cass. They said, we walked into one of the schools this morning and we weren't feeling it. So we all looked to see if Taryn was getting into it. Taryn literally led the way. You were an amazing young person. You have the ability to just make others feel comfortable. You know that even though your role wasn't necessarily in leadership today, you became a leader because all of the young girls, they looked to you. You were the first young person at this church. And you waited a long time for others to join you. And I'm proud of you. Jordan was uh, in charge. He was in setup team two. Uh, he started to develop a conspiracy throughout the team that they were actually technically set up team number one. Um, he was also in charge of, well, he wasn't in charge, but he actually pastoral cared the team, kept them buoyant, kept them happy. He also played guitar. Um, but Jordan, what, what this um, church wouldn't know that I know is that you took a hit this week that no one knows about and the evidence of your heart exploded. He took a hit and his reply was, it, was, it is not about what I do, it is about what Jesus will do. You're an incredible leader. We, do, we did words of encouragement every night and every night someone else mentioned Jordan just the way he made them feel, the way he encouraged them. This man is a great leader. And then Gene, he was the number one behind the scenes man. I, I, I love Gene's spirit. He's here every week during the week for a couple of days and has done so for the past three and a half years. And uh, he was in charge of uh, transporting you really, whatever I needed you to do, he did. Whether it be running errands, whether it be transporting Tim and Franco, whether it be transporting Andino and Chris V. I had to get up, had to go to bed late, missed out on things. So he was actually disconnected uh, from the group a little bit. So he actually gave up of this week and really did it solo. But he, he knew it was about Jesus. So I just want you guys to honour these guys. You guys take a seat. Gene, you want to stay up your first? So I asked them today just to bring um, just a couple of minutes of uh, highlight. Just ask three of the guys just for the sake of time to come. Please bear with them. Um, as I didn't give them much time to prepare, as yet we had no time really to prepare this week. So 
Um, I've asked them to just talk about a highlight and something God did in their in their lives this week. So we'll get Jean first, and then Jean, if you pass it to Judd, and then Geordie. It was an absolute honour and privilege to serve on the team of Hope Tour. The way that God moves in this in this tour is pretty much indescribable, and to be a part of it is. Um, is probably the biggest highlight for me. But uh, as Charles got to say, I was um, driving most of the acts around. So during the day, I had uh, Chris V, the uh, worship leader we had a couple of weeks ago, and then Andino. And man, that was like a party car. Like we were just joking around between the whole schools. Chris was bringing up our live feed videos of us all chatting to the crew. And we were just having a ball in there. And um, that was so much fun. And then during the evening, I got to... Uh, host uh, Tim Amatic and um, Franco. Um, that was my role and pretty much as it, um, Charles said, yeah, to serve and I just loved doing it. It was just, it's just what I do and I, I love doing it. I love doing it for God. Um, I love doing it uh, to see the kids just, you know, have a ball. Uh, that was definitely the other, the massive highlight seeing all the uh, kids just go on fire for um, Tim and Maddie. I don't know if you saw on the video me jumping in the, in, the, in the crowd of the kids. I didn't want to be there. It was mainly because they were going to have a riot. And um, so it was part of us crew to kind of just uh, make sure that they were uh, behind us and uh, that they didn't charge. But, man, that was so much fun just to see all the kids just go nuts. And um, the... The thing that really, really stood out for me during the week was I spoke to Franco after the nights and uh, he, he shared a message of resilience um, to stick in it, uh, to never give up. And um, so many kids messaged him on Instagram saying, you know, the three points, the three keys he gave me, man, they really stood out to me. You know, these are the kids at schools, you know, and um, they're going through hard times. They're trying to, they're trying to, just get through, you know, not look like they're struggling or anything. But um, the things that Franco said from Culture Break really stood out to him. So, you know, and that's what Hope Tool is all about. It's about us coming in to shine a bit of light into, um, into dark places, into kids that really need some help. Um, and to see so many kids, you know, give their heart to the Lord on, um, on the Friday night, that is the biggest highlight. You know, that's what we do it for. And um, so I just want to share this uh, little scripture with you. And it's Matthew 5, 14, 16. Pretty much sums up the whole week, which is uh, just uh, shining that light, you know, God's love into these people's lives. So it's, um, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others and may you see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So that, that's really it, guys. Like, it was just an amazing opportunity to, uh, to serve God. I just want to say thank you to Charles for letting me be a part of it. I really had the best job, the best role on the, on the tour. I probably did get the most sleep towards the end of it um, but it was just such an honour to hang out with the guys and just serve God so thank you
morning. Well, yeah, as Charles mentioned earlier, Mark Robertson and I were running around as security this week. And that was a very interesting experience, let me tell you. I think the first day we first day we had a very cruisy day because the schools were smaller and we went through a couple of Christian schools. And I can remember in the evening sitting there having a chat about we we thought we had the easiest gig on tour. We just had to drive around, follow Tim and Francis and then sort of stand out the front and then jump back in the van and carry on. Then Tuesday morning, man, were we disabused of that notion. Um, the schools started getting larger. The control of the teachers started getting smaller. And, um, yeah, we did have a couple of mornings and a couple of sessions where, you know, it's it's they may only be year seven girls and, you know, year eight girls and stuff, but when you got four or five hundred of them charging at you, believe me, it's a bit of a mess to try and get on top of. Um, it's interesting that we, we haven't really had time to coordinate everything this morning, and um, I think the message that God's wanting to say here this morning is pretty clear, because without talking to each other, Gino stole my scripture. Um, personally the highlight and the challenge for me this week and the thing that I felt God really put on my heart was Friday night when we had the rally here not only did we have a great response in terms of salvations when Charles had the altar call but he followed that up by putting the call out to the kids in our youth groups from all around the state to come forward for an infilling of the spirit and to have an increased hunger and passion to impact their environments and impact their schools and to see this altar completely full of kids hungry, hungry for the Spirit of God to change their generation and see revival in their schools was really humbling and really challenging. And I know that the in Matthew 15, yeah, the verses that Jean covered, um, 15, 5, or 5, 15 and so on, talk about being a light on the hill. But what I felt God really hit me with was the preceding verses, which talk about, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Now in that passage, that's the verse that really got me. Because after Friday night, just being so severely challenged by all these kids and their passion and their fire to see their classes and their schools impacted, it really touched something in me that, you know, am I that hungry? Am I that passionate about impacting the people in my life, in my work, in my day-to-day? And i got to say that that really, for me, was the highlight. The kids setting the example and driving me to look at myself and think, well, what more could I do to be like them and have their excitement and have their passion? Um, And let me tell you, the apostolic movement, we have a special bunch of kids in the youth. In the leadership, the passion and commitment is unreal. And what they do and what they commit to for both our world and our youth groups is amazing. So I'd really like to acknowledge the youth leaders in our movement and also the youth teams themselves. Guys, you're amazing. You challenge me and inspire me every time I see you worship and your hunger for your schools and your world. So thank you. Jordi.
How do you follow up those two? I didn't choose Matthew 5, so we're going to hear a different verse, so it's all good. Before I begin, though, I really do just want to honour our campus pastor and my friend. Because he gave up a lot this week. Financially, you wouldn't know what this man went through. But his heart to lead was unbelievable because he led all the youth leaders in this movement. And he didn't just lead them to achieve an outcome, he led them to get close to God personally. Because if we're not willing to go there first, how will the rest of the generations follow us? So please give him a massive round of applause. I wasn't going to get emotional because you know I've got tattoos and stuff like that, so I'm the tough one, but there we go. I have smelt some smells in my life. And I have never smelt anything like a room full of 20-something-year-old men for two nights. Let me tell you, you'd walk up the stairs. This is at schools because we stayed in, we stayed in a whole bunch of churches. And let me tell you this. Nothing binds a group of dudes better together than sharing a bunch of lilos for five days. Because inevitably, you'd be laying in the bed and then you'd hear this in the middle of the night. And then you'd, this would be followed up with, has anyone got any duct tape, boys? And then the giggles because they'd pop their beds. But the smell was horrendous. And that's when you know someone's heart because if they're not there for Jesus, why the heck would they do it then is my next question. But it was an incredible week and sort of to reiterate what Jean and Judd says, it was an honour and a privilege to serve at Hope Tour. And I never want us to forget that because sometimes you can walk up on a stage, you can play guitar and you take it for granted. You can see a kid connecting with Jesus and you take it for granted, but that should never be the norm. We should be sitting there going, how good is this that one child is connecting with God? How good at this that there's young people willing to give up a work of week to physically invest to come financially as well and to serve Jesus. So can we have a round of applause for all those leaders that did that? There were many highlights for me. Charles touched on the Team 2 conspiracy. And it's not a conspiracy because I was put on Team 2. And who knows, that's a test of your humility when you're like, dude, I should be Team 1 for sure. That was a joke. But anyway, so... We're in Team 2, but I was. what really excited me about Team 2 was the two people that were with me were Ben and Ennis were from two totally different youth groups. I thought, how good is that, that it's not just Judy Hill Church carrying this, it's the entire apostolic movement. I had one gentleman from Waterfront, I had one gentleman from Victory as well, and those boys were unbelievable. Because you can be the best leader in the world, but if you do not have a good team under you, nothing will be achieved. And the people that were in these teams was a highlight for me, because we'd rock up to a school... We'd set up the speakers and I watched the 25 general crew roll into their avatar and as well. And they wouldn't just stand there in a group, which is so easy to do. They'd go talk to kids. And before I'd even stepped on Hope Tour, I'd been having this thought and I'd been sort of contemplating and praying it. Do we want to be known for our words or do we want to be known for our actions? Because I saw a whole bunch of young people willing to chat to kids, willing to high five them, willing to actually invest and give them time. And that said more to me than their words. But it was the spirit that was carried our hope to it because we were there to encourage and we did, not just with our words, but physically as well. And there were so many highlights, but I felt really something shifted in the apostolic movement this week, church. Because we stood there on the Wednesday night at Scoresby and it wasn't a massive turnout, but I watched kids respond. I watched kids let the Holy Spirit move in their lives. And there was a shift. And that shift continued on Friday night. And we were standing up here worshiping and I watched every single kid. So you've got to imagine this auditorium was full. They all came to the front and they all worshipped. But something broke in their spirit then. 
because we saw kids going, you know what, I'm going to go back to my schools. I'm going to invite my friends because they got that epiphany that church is not just the four walls, it is something bigger. So the generation that has come is a massive generation. I'm going to continue with that military analogy because there's people that are willing to hop in the trenches with these kids, which are the leaders that were there and walk with them to say, hey, I'm not just going to tell you what to do. I'm going to physically grab your hand. We're going to go do it together. And I really do want to honour the parents and the sort of people that were here on Friday night having intercessory prayer and praying. Because as they were praying upstairs, something shifted in that atmosphere. Because who knows prayer is crucial? Who knows that we need to pray? So I really just give them a round of applause because, yeah. Because not everyone can come on Hope Tour, but everyone can pray for Hope Tour. I really would like to honour this church. Financially, you gave. Spiritually, you gave as well. And you invested within the future generations of the apostolic movement and Australia as a whole. And I wanted the verse I've been sort of praying on as well. It was funny that Charles sort of summed up with humility because Philippians 2, 1 to 11 is what I wanted to share with all of you this morning. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection or sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not quit quality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It was an incredible week. I can't even really begin to sum it up. But I really did just want to say thank you to this church. I really did want to honour April as well. Because behind Charles, everyone knows there's an April. And April's heart for the children and the youth of this church is incredible, but her heart to care for people as well. She's known by her actions. And what more do you want? So thank you very much, church. Awesome. So what I want to do right now, I thought, is that, like Jordan said, you guys might not necessarily come on tour, but you are definitely a part of Hope Tour. So I thought I'd give you a little um, snippet into what the program is, and then I'm going to tell you the real reason why Hope live, lives, and that's Jesus. So if we go to the next one, behind me you'll see a picture of, so that's out of order, um, but that's fine. So this here is a, one of the schools we went to. That was Belgrave. That was, for me, one of the most expected outcomes um, so three quarters of that school, we, it's a Christian school. Um, they ended up coming down the front. They really got into uh, what we were bringing, which I'll share with you guys. But afterwards, the, Chris, uh, the, the principal and the assistant principal came down and they were so blessed by the program. Because obviously in a Christian school, there's an opportunity to share about Jesus. I took advantage of that. Um, we kept the program the same, except I closed it out. Uh, with the real backbone of hope and resilience, which is Jesus. Um, but it was an incredible uh, program uh, at that school. And from there, it just became absolutely crazy. If we go to the next slide, thank you, Ian. 
Um, this school here was phenomenal. If you can see the presence there on the left-hand side, there's Juddy and Mark on the other side. And, and uh, in the middle is Tim and Franco. We were supposed to have 200 kids at that school. We had about 1,000 show up, which was incredible. We can have the next slide. You can have a look at the picture of some of them. We couldn't get them all in the picture. Uh, but they just came from everywhere, uh, which was incredible. We've had testimonial after testimonial come back from school uh, principals, from assistant principals, from lead teachers, from chaplains, from well-being workers, um, so talking about the ability to engage students and the ability, even if it's just for the day, to change the whole feel of the school and people buzzing and excited and happy to be there, which was great. If we have a look at the next slide, there's the crew that we were talking about. So these were the guys um, that really did smell and then there's some of the girls uh, that were there. But these were the guys that went to every school. Now, what I was so proud of is that um, we tried to come in and set the tone with the atmosphere. So these guys started off pretty excited in a program. They were clapping and it was interactive and you'd put your hands up. I can honestly say that after about five schools, it was completely fake enthusiasm. I have no doubt about it. But the key was to be able to get the kids involved and encouraged. So the program looks like this. Um, you can go back to the first side. Is, is what we had is first Andino. He is a, an illusionist. Um, he's also a very incredible evangelist. We've actually had him speak at our church quite a few years ago when we were in Mill Park. So he opened the program with his story of resilience, which was that he was once a plumber. And he decided that he wanted to become an illusionist and he called it a trickster. And what he would do is that he had to, he had to give up a full-time income and he went busking on the street and he ended up very ill. But what he had to do was he had to continue to push through. So he told the kids about how life gets hard, but you have to continue to push through. And then what he would do is he would introduce Chris V, which is the guy that worship led here a few weeks ago. He has an incredible gifting in that there was not one song on tour that a kid said, could you play, that he couldn't play. It was absolutely incredible. And what he would do is he would get a kid up from the crowd and he would say to the community of kids, hey, let's encourage this person. Let's let them know that they're special because that's what a community does. And then what they'd do is they'd get the person to sing and then they'd write a song about the person. He'd ask them their name, their favourite thing to do, their least favourite food. And then he'd go, he'd get a call and response. So he'd sing something, the kids would sing something. Then he'd introduce Franco. Now Franco would come up and his role was uh, the main bulk of the content. So he would talk to the kids about resilience, but he'd give them three tools, which was uh, believing that you are somebody. He was saying, it's not about what you do, it's about who you are. He said, you don't need to do something to be somebody, you are already somebody. Uh, then he talked to them about asking for help. He said, hey, if you're out there and, and you know that there's teachers, there's well-being workers, there's many, many people out there that can support you. And then the third one was about being grateful. He said that if you can pick three things every day that you would be grateful for, um, that will help you to focus on the positives of life. And, and then a Tim would come up and then Tim would uh, sing and the kids would be crazy and Mark and Judd would panic. And then he would tell his story of resilience, which is based around that when he was in a, um, 
a uh, performing arts thing called Fame. He actually had a hairline fracture in his back that had him bedridden. And then um, from fighting back, he then ended up on, so you think he got talent and then became a judge. So he told his story about resilience. And then I came in after that, depending on the school, and would round it out. If it was a school that I was able to preach the gospel, that's what I would do. If it was a public school, I'd thank them. I'd thank the teachers. I'd encourage the kids, and then we'd do it again. And we did that 20 times. But as the tour went on, I began to reflect and I began to pray about the fact that because we have Jesus... Christians can be more resilient than the world because we know that we have God who is on our side. We know that we can have the faith that as we rely on Him and are called according to His purpose, that He can work all things for good. So I began to realise the backbone of hope is that we know that we have Jesus so we can be resilient. So I want to share with you guys out of 1 Corinthians. And while you turn there, uh, what I did on uh, the Friday night is we had a, uh, an evangelism Christian concert and I spoke out of Daniel chapter 5 uh, where the hand comes and writes on the wall in front of Belshazzar and, and that it's Mene Mene Perez the Kill which talks about many. It says that uh, saying to the king, I've numbered the days of your reign and brought them to an end. And I said to the kids, do you know that we are like him uh, because our days have also been numbered but yet because of someone I know, the writing on the wall of my life is different. And then it said to kill, uh, which is that um, you have been weighed and found wanting. And I told the kids that uh, we also have been weighed and found wanting because in Romans 3.23, it talks about we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then I said, but because I know someone, the writing on the wall of my life is different. Uh, and then it was Perez, which was, and your kingdom will be separated to the Medes and the Persians. And I talked about how God's original plan was to be together with us, but because of our sin, we were separated from God. And then I did a salvation uh, call. And uh, through the week, we've had between 40 and 50 uh, commitments to the gospel. So we're just getting the documentary back and making sure that we can follow up those kids. But let's give the Lord a hand for that. So it was great. Um, what I wanted to do just quickly is I'd actually like to just quickly get Jason Hendry up. Jason and Kat Hendry, they oversee uh, the wellbeing part of Templestowe College. Uh, and uh, this is a, a perspective. Uh, Jason brings programs and Kat, they bring programs through the school all the time and just wanted you to give our church just a feel of uh, what the teachers and students were saying after we left because you'll get a different picture than what we would. Thanks, Charles. Um, yeah, I think the first thing uh, that I should mention is that when you're trying to get a program in a school, it's actually quite tricky. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. Often schools will be a little bit cautious about this kind of stuff because we don't know exactly what's going to be said. Uh, and so to get that first step in the door is actually one of the trickiest things. So first of all, we've had uh, the Hope Tour every year, so three years now that it's been a part of it and we'll continue to have it. And the really great thing about it is that our school is 100% on board with it. Our principal staff, our school leadership, uh, Kat and myself, we, we pretty much go to the school and say, this is the date, uh, this is the time we're doing it, uh, and they just all go for it. There's no other questions asked. The reason for that is because they're actually on board with the program. Running programs in schools, obviously they always require feedback, and the feedback from the students has always been so positive that the school is actually... Like, let's just go for it and there's no further questions asked. The second thing that I want to mention is, Charles, that actually when we punched in that date and that time, 
Uh, we use the Performing Arts Centre for the program, which has 330 seats. The school actually allocated 400 kids to the event. So not only did they go, yes, this is something that we want to have in the school, but secondly, they went, hey, you know what, These are, you know, we want to get as many kids in this as we can because they realised that there was importance in this program. Uh, and then thirdly, on the day, there's probably about 50 kids that rocked up that actually weren't uh, timetabled into that event as well. So whether they're wagging classes, I don't know. But if you're going to wag classes, this is a good thing to do it for. Um, but 50 kids came down because they were excited. And that was purely, those kids that came down were actually uh, one year older than the group that we had targeted for it. So they'd actually seen the previous two Hope Tours, and that's why they came down. Uh, which I think is just really exciting that uh, we can run a program in a school that, that Charles and the team are doing uh, and we really, we don't even really need to promote it. We just mentioned the Hope Tours coming in and they're aware of what it is and they can remember it and they're excited by it. I think looking at the, the pictures and, and the videos and stuff is so cool um, but what I really love is that uh, when you see those images, particularly like when we're at our school seeing it, we know those kids and we actually know the stories behind those kids and you've got Tim and Maddie who kids are just... You know, you know, we have the day beforehand, we had one young girl who was hysterically in tears at the office wanting confirmation that Tim and Maddox was actually coming to the school. So, the, you know, he's, he's a big deal. Kids absolutely love him. But we have one particular kid that probably is a bit of a troublemaker at the school, often has a pretty poor attitude, often just naturally wants to kind of uh, go against what we as a school might be doing. Uh, and he sat there filming, not Tim and Maddox, not any of the dancers, but he filmed Franco. Uh, sharing his story. Um, huge. I was only there for one hour and I'm emotional because it's amazing what's happening. Uh, and so, you know, as, as, as a member of the school, bringing it into the school, it's just an amazing program. Every time we see just kids, you know, just so involved, they're engaged. Kat and I both spent the rest of the day just talking about the Hope Tour with kids. It facilitated conversation uh, with kids. So um, it's fantastic. Thanks, give Jace a hand. So at the start of the tour and something that um, has taken a hold of my heart is in Luke chapter 10, it talks about love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength and love your neighbour as yourself. Pastor Nick preached that to our church last week with the, with the hands up and hands out sermon. And I, and I felt that as I was hearing that word from our pastor, he's preaching it again this morning in victory, that I felt that that was something that our kids had to take a hold of uh, in going into the tour because it's all about having God and His presence in your life, but that, that the power of God can empower you to go out and be with God and His purpose for the community around. So we began to talk to the kids about we want God's presence, but we want God's presence in our life so that we can outwork God's purpose for our lives. So we sent the kids into those schools knowing that what we were doing this week was all about God and His purpose. And then I was challenged that we need to do that as a church. We need to believe and we need to pray for opportunities to invite, opportunities to share your testimonies, opportunity to share God's love. Because there are people and countless amount of people in our communities that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. I just felt in my spirit, in my heart, that this needs to be a season. And I believe it's dovetailing to there are going to be some broken people that will be at the community centre. But yes, there are broken people already around us in our worlds. And, and my prayer and my heart and my desire is that we begin to see that that outworked in our lives, that the hope that we carry in Jesus, we can begin to share with people we know. 
But resilience was the theme of the week. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 to 11, let me quickly share this with you. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, thanks, Teagues, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. There's the first thing that I found on my heart. For we just as we share abundantly in the suffering of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. And if our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we were despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such deeply peril and He is, and will deliver us again. On Him we have set our hope that we will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks to uh, thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted us in our answer to the prayer of many. So what's happening in this scripture is Paul is talking about hard times. Do you know that we can be more resilient and we can have hope that when we all face pressure and all face hard times and just because we love Jesus and we follow Him doesn't mean life doesn't get hard. Paul is talking about this situation in Asia that it was so tough that they felt like it had been a death sentence from them and that when God brought them through it, it was like being raised from the dead. It was a hard, hard time. There are many people in this room this morning and I want to encourage you that hard times can do three things. And I look around this room and I see testimonies of hard times where they've done three things. The first thing it does is that God comforts those in hard times. Number one, it says this, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our trouble so that we can, be com so we can comfort those with trouble. You see, God comforts us. He doesn't just see you in your hard times and in your pressure that people don't know about. God actually is there and He wants to comfort you and be with you. You know, the second thing is that suffering helps us to identify with Christ. Jesus went through incredible circumstances for me and for you. Look at all the hurt in this world. Heard a testimony this week of a young lady who 
She'd been abused. She wanted justice. And she felt the Lord speak into her heart. Well, justice has been served. Jesus died on the cross. She'd forgiven that person even to the point she was telling us that they now go out for coffee. We've suffered. Christ has suffered, but He's suffered for us so that we can be free, so that we're not held bound by our sin and our brokenness and our disappointments and we are set free. And then the third one helps us to lean into God. It says in verses 8 to 11 that suffering drives us to rely on God. It says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises us up. Hard times are there, yes, and they will come. But we can keep going because it helps us to lean into God. God, I need your help. Help me to take the next step. Help me to forgive that person. Comfort me, Lord. Jesus, help me. And He will. We carry a message of hope as we live our lives. Lean into God and He'll strengthen you. Why don't we stand this morning? I just want to pray. comforts in hard times. We can be resilient because in the suffering, it helps us identify with our Lord and Saviour, Jesus, and it helps us to rely not on ourselves, but on Him. Just feel that there's people in this room this morning that are facing quite hard times, you're facing turmoil, you're facing crisis, whether that be personal or any of the areas of life. Just feel God's talking to me right now and saying He wants to comfort you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants you to rely on Him and that He is the God who will make a way. So with every eye closed this morning, If you need God this morning to bring hope to your situation, bring direction, bring strength, bring wisdom, I just want you to raise your hands quickly just so I can pray for you. I see those hands. I see those hands. They're all over this place. Lord God, right now as a community, let's pray together. Lord, I pray right now for those people. Lord, I just pray that, Lord God, they know that their ability to keep fighting, their ability to keep pushing, it comes from You. Lord, I pray this morning that as Paul experienced crisis and hard times, it helped him to come closer to Jesus, to rely on God and to be comforted by Him. I pray that You would do the same this morning.
across this place in Jesus' name. I don't know if there's anybody here today, but I'd like to ask the question. Feel broken? You might be visiting today. Maybe you've wandered from God. Maybe you've never had a relationship with God. But you want to respond to Jesus this morning. There's something in your spirit says that there's something missing. I don't have that relationship. You see, in Romans 3.23, when I preached on Friday night, I told the kids about the fact that we've all sinned. If you've ever done anything wrong, whether you've lied, whether you've cheated, whether you've done anything wrong, it says that separates us from God. And it says that the punishment for that in Romans 6 is death. But that's not what God wants for our lives because in Romans 6 as well, it says, but the gift of God is salvation. It's through Jesus. It's through that relationship with Jesus. And then in Romans 10, it talks about that we just need to take a hold of that gift and the way that we do it is by confessing with our mouths and believing in our heart that Jesus can save you that He rose from the dead. It's about having a relationship with Jesus so that you can feel that comfort. You can feel that strength. You know that you can rely on Him. So with every eye closed this morning, the reason why we do that is for privacy. It's between you and God. But if you wanna respond to Jesus this morning and His love, so that you can be forgiven, so that you can accept the gift of God, so that you can be set free. If that's you this morning, I just want you to quickly raise your hand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're just gonna pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, if you guys could repeat after me, that would be good. Dear Jesus, this morning I come to you and ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe that you died for me and rose again to set me free. Please come into my life so that I can live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm gonna give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Just for those people that raise their hand, I'd I'd like to encourage you to come and talk to me after the service just for a minute. I'd love to pray with you. That would be incredible. But God is good, isn't He? I have a desire that we take what we experience with God outside the four walls. Can I encourage you to be bold in sharing your faith? I love the sermon that we've heard here that it's not about the yes or no. It's just about whether you have the faith to be obedient, to share your story and invite them. But here's the thing. They don't need to be invited to this church to be saved. You can share the gospel of Jesus wherever you are, wherever you go, and they can come here to be discipled. 
just want to encourage you. God is good. Thank you for your faithfulness. I've felt the prayers over from this community all week. God is doing something. We're going to continue to impact community. And let's be ready to receive whoever comes in. I just feel there's going to be a lot of broken people coming in. And there's going to be a lot of people that need God's love. I pray for the day that we have so many people that need Jesus' love that we're going to have to watch our bags and our wallets in this place. God is good, isn't He? God is good. Why don't we finish with something to just celebrate? You know, I love this Sunday because this Sunday is the longest period of time before I have to do Hope Tour again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's good, isn't He? He's good. So we'll close the meeting now. Please stick around, check in on someone, pass to your row, have a coffee together, and we'll be back here next week, 10 a.m., to praise God and worship together. Why don't we finish with something fast?
We're at uh, Whittlesea Secondary School and we're just about to go on and do uh, our, I guess, presentation. Do you want to give a quick shout out to your church? Thank you for allowing us to come and thank you more so for releasing yeah. Charlie. Charles, man. He's the man. Yeah, his vision for this tour has been amazing. For his wife. Yeah, April. Yeah, April, doing, man. Doing her thing. Doing her thing. So, love you guys. Yeah, love you guys. God bless. Oh my God.